morning, good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is where you are. Uh, today is Monday, so this is another edition of Mondays with Mike. I'm your host, Mike. Thank you again for tuning in and listening to me. And once again, every Monday, we do the same thing. I come on here and try to be informative and try to give people, especially God-fearing people, um, different tools and different um, nuggets that I can help them with, you know, in order to basically take spiritual principles and kind of teach it in a more practical way or make it to where we can really understand it in a way or it can really benefit us on this side um, of heaven. So I just want to thank God for the opportunity. And I know that you guys will be able to learn something from this episode um, as well as the other. So let's get right into it. Um, Today, we are talking about all things real estate, all things real estate. And this is one of my favorite subjects. You know, I am a real estate agent. I am a real estate broker. Uh, We actually own a real estate brokerage called Commonwealth Realty. Um, And I've been doing real estate now for maybe about five years. Um, I always liked real estate. You know, I heard a stat um, back in the day where they were saying that uh, more millionaires have been created um, by way or by means of real estate than any other entity or any other thing it was. And, you know, I can see how that can be true. Um, one thing that I heard a person say one time, I believe it was the late great Miles Monroe. Um, he talked about how when God told his people that he was going to give them something, he promised them land. And he talked about how it was real estate. And he talked about how that's the only real estate. Um, and I like the way he put it. I'm a, such a big believer in real estate. Um, now, there's different ways that you can make money, but I always try to say, you know, most people, once they start um, trying to make money or once they start becoming more financially sound, they start trying to figure out different ways to invest their money. You have different ways, you know, stock market, um, real estate, you have your own personal businesses you can be in or a local business or something, somebody you know that you can invest in or what have you like that. You have things like that, but you know, you have the banks, you know, stuff like that. But people are always trying to figure out, you know, what's my safest and best way to increase my money, you know, and that type of thing. So I really, really like real estate. The two main things that people will talk to you about will be real estate and the stock market. I actually invest in both. Um, so and I have arguments for both. But in this particular one, we're going to talk about real estate and why I like real estate so much. Um, one of the main things about real estate um, that I like is that you can control it your own self and you're able to kind of do what you want to do with it. So that's why we named this All Things Real Estate. You know, one thing that always shocked me is when some people tell me about, you know, horror stories where they knew somebody who was a millionaire or what have you, had a whole lot of different properties in some type of way. Um, they ended up losing all the properties or what have you, or things went wrong or they ended up going broke. And people always say, you know, how is that possible? And I tell them, well, real estate, just like anything else, you have to know when to do what. And one thing that I want to make sure that I do, you know, when I'm teaching financial literacy is that I can get with the individual and start trying to help them to comprise and come up with a plan, a plan that fits them specifically, because I don't believe there's a one size fit all financial plan type thing. The same way as how if I wanted to go in the gym and you and a friend wanted to go in the gym and that you, you both wanted to work out. Well, you might be looking for different results. And even more importantly, you're starting from two different places in most cases. So I can't give you the same regimen that I was give him. And it works the same way from a financial standpoint. You have to really see where you are 
um, to see what's the best thing to do. So, you know, I had a person ask me a question one time. They said, uh, or they, 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 they framed it in this way. Um, he says, uh, you can have one play. You know, and this for the men and a lot of women who will understand this uh, football analogy also. But you have one play, you're on the field, you get to either pick a run or pass. Which one will you do? And, you know, you sit and you pause. You know, and you think about it and you say, well, my answer back to him was it depends on where I am on the field. And that's the same question you should be asking yourself. If I'm on a one yard line, I don't want to pass the ball. I want to run. However, if I'm on the, you know, 50-yard line or the 30-yard line of the other team, then one play, I'm not going to try to run it. I want to pass it. So same using that same type of um, thought process when it comes to real estate, if you want to see what you should do, all things real estate, you want to know where you are. So when you start talking about real estate, you've heard so many different things about real estate. Um, you know, you've heard things like uh, fix and flip. You have Airbnb. You have wholesaling properties. You have rental properties. You have multifamily property. Then you can get into things like foreclosures or you can get into things like tax liens. So there are no real estate it's such a um, vast and such a wide field. I didn't even talk about commercial property and different things like that. There's so many different ways of making money. So you want to understand where you are in your personal situation to understand which one would be the best thing for you to do. Um, I believe personally that everyone should try and own a piece of real estate if they can. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine one time when we were in a barbershop and we were cutting hair and we talked about everyone owning businesses. Um, and we talked about how, you know, sometimes it's not for everyone to own a business because of the work ethic or, you know, different things you have to put in or some people just don't want to deal with all those different things. You know, owning a business is very tough. Um, but we talked about how um, I explained to him how owning real estate is so different from owning a business because you can set it up in a way where it's making passive income and you don't have to really do anything. Um, owning a rental property, a lot of times you're going to have a year renter in there. Um, you can hire um, you know, an agency to um, rent the property for you, you know, a property manager, and they'll charge you like 10% of whatever the rent is. So you can not do anything as it pertains to the property and get a check coming in the mail every month. And then when it comes to like maintenance maintenance and fixing up things, they have their own maintenance man that they have that, you know, if something goes wrong, they'll send them out there to fix things. You get a discounted rate because you're already dealing with them. Um, and they'll, you know, work with you in the process to show you how to get those things fixed or different things. So it doesn't have to be so intrusive. If you don't want it to be that, you can still, you know, set yourself up in a way where you can get it. But I just believe that everyone should own real estate. It's one of the best ways to pass down um, some type of legacy or some type of um, something, an inheritance for your children. Real estate does very well. Now, I believe that if you follow a few different guidelines or steps that... Um, I can go into a, a little bit further detail on it at another time, but I believe that you can keep yourself for the most part from losing money in real estate. Um, I believe the reason why people lose money in real estate 
um, is because they don't necessarily understand the market. And if you don't understand the market or understand what's going on, things like how much is this property right here worth if it was in its best case scenario, which means if this property was fixed up or if it was in a good condition or what have you, how much would it be worth? Um, why do some people say that fix and flip is good? But why do some people say they don't like fix and flip? Uh, why do some people swear by Airbnbs? But some people say, eh. why do some people talk about wholesaling so much? Wholesaling, wholesaling, wholesaling. Then you get people talking about rental properties. And then you have a guy who said he's the multifamily guy. So he only preaches multifamilies. Um, you hear some people talking about just foreclosures, you know, and then you got some people that talk about just tax liens. Which one of these things is right? Which one, which one of them make money? Um, well, the answer is all of them are right and all of them make money. It just depends on what situation you are in. And that's how you're going to determine which one you should do. And, and that's really the key um, when it comes to real estate. Um, most people believe in real estate, but some people are not in real estate because of the main reason is because it's too expensive. You know, when you start talking about ways of saving money or growing my money, if I want to get a 401k, I can just start dumping money into it. I can start off with, uh, you know, uh, $50, $100, little or no money. If I want to invest in the stock market, same principle, same thing, 401k, they're just investing it for you. But you can still just put money into it and invest it. If I want to put money into the bank, I can put money into it right now and the money can start growing from a savings account. Um, real estate is one of those things where it's a lot harder to get involved in it because it's more expensive and the average person don't have $10,000, $20,000 laying around. Uh, um, even more, you start talking about two and $300,000 properties and things like that. So the thing I always talk to a person about or I ask people when they talk to me about real estate and the different, you know, portfolio or the properties that they have, I ask them, how did they get started? Because that's really key. Once you get into real estate and you're in there, that's a lot of different things you can do. You can leverage one property against another one to buy a different piece of property. You can use the equity out of one house and use that. And like I said, leverage it and say, okay, I want to buy another property with this. You can take out a HELOC, a home equity line of credit and use it to do fix and flips and put the money back when you get done and use it all over again. You can do like there's so many different things. Um, that you can do um, as it pertains to just the housing market in general. So when you start talking about it, you say, okay, then when should I do what? Well, let's get into it a little bit. Um, and, and the one thing you want to know too is you don't need a real estate license in order to do these things. Sometimes a real estate license can actually work against you um, depending on what you're trying to do. And we can get into that a little bit deeper also um, at another time. But I'm trying to keep the podcast to just 15 minutes. So I just wanted to give you a overview of, you know, the real estate market, all things real estate, when to do what, um, just a, just a, a brief uh, overview of it. So like, okay, let's take a scenario and say, let's just go through a few of them real quick, fix and flip. Um, oh, and this is what I was going to say. Since the real estate market is so, it's so good. It's something very good to get into, but it's so expensive. People have basically figured out ways to monetize teaching you how to get into the real estate market. So you might hear somebody say, get into real estate with no money or get into real estate with no credit or get into real estate with no experience. That's what it's really about. It's about um, people teaching you how to get in there because once you get in there, like I said, there's a lot of things you can do. Once you make money, it's easier to make money um, once you're already making money. So Let's get into a few scenarios. Okay, so fix and flip. 
All right, so let's say I was going to fix and flip a house. Most of the times, if you're going to fix and flip a house, when you deal with the bank, the bank wants 25% down of that. So if you already have a property or something, you come into a property, you say you're going to fix and flip, you say, okay, boom, that's going to be 25% down. So I'm already knowing, okay, let's just use a house that's 100 or let's just say $100,000 house. Okay, so that means that that cheapest house, I would need to put 25,000 down plus closing costs could be up to like, you know, another 5,000. You're talking about about $30,000. Plus I need to basically, whatever it's going to cost me to fix that property up could cost me another $20,000, $30,000. Now, true enough, once I do, you know, fix this property up, put it back on the market and sell it, then I would end up probably, you know, making me a nice little amount, whether that be 20, 30, $10,000, that would be uh, depending upon how much you bought the house for, how much it cost you to fix it up, and how much it cost you, how much you made off the sale. But as you can see, if you're a person who don't have access to a lot of money or you don't have, you know, 30 or 40 or $50,000, it doesn't necessarily make sense to fix and flip a property just yet because fixing and flipping a property could be the most expensive thing if you had to do that because it could cost you a lot of money. Secondly, when it comes to a fix and flip, you want to understand the main thing about a fix and flip is if you fix up the property and you sell it, yes, you have been able to make money, but that money that you made was only a one-time deal. So if you're trying to get into a situation where you need quick money, like I need lump sums right now where I could use an extra 20000 or 30000 or I don't have that type of money that's accessible, then that's the time where I would probably say, okay, cool, I'll do a fix and flip flip this property, get me some more money to tuck it away and pay back whatever loan or whatever I use to possibly do it. That's the time where I would do a fix and flip. But as it pertains to me trying to create a passive stream of income or a consistent amount of money to come in or leaving an inheritance for my children or for their children, fixing and flipping don't necessarily do that for me because once I sell that house, it's gone. Whereas if I do something like a rental property, a rental property is something that's going to keep on making me money. Once that property is paid, Paid off as a rental property, then that property can continue to make me money over the years. But what's the negative about a rental property? Well, in my opinion, I wouldn't do a rental property unless I had twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars already sitting to the side, or I had access to capital. The reason why is because if I was getting a rental property and I was going into it as an investor, they still want that same twenty-five percent down. So if I bought a property for a hundred thousand dollars, I put twenty-five percent down. That's twenty-five grand. And if it got to a place to where um, I rented it out. After I get done paying the mortgage and I'm paying the property manager their 10% and the little things I'm gonna fix here and there, I'm not making much money per month off of that property. I might make a couple hundred dollars a month, but until that property is paid off, in which case a lot of people have a 15 or a 30 year mortgage, I'm not making any real money off that. So in essence, what I just did is I traded in my $25,000, $30,000, remember, which is the and what they want for the down payment plus the closing costs, I traded that in only to make back about $200 to $300 a month. The only time I would do that is if I already had a lot of liquid capital just sitting in the bank or already had access to money because at that point, I'm worried about a passive longer term income, not something that I need for right now. So just those two examples by themselves, that tells you the difference of when I would do a fix and flip 
um, versus when I would do a rental property. A fix and flip is more or less going to give me money right now. So am I in a situation where I'm looking for lump sums right now? Or am I in a situation where I'm already kind of doing straight with the lump sums or I don't need them right now? I'm more or less looking for something that could pay me passively or something that I can set up for my kids later on. That's a difference between a fix and flip versus a rental property. Uh, Airbnb is a little bit of a mixture between both. You have an Airbnb. The reason why I like those so much is because an Airbnb is something where you could kind of get your now and later. Remember, fix and flip will give me money right now. Rental properties will give me money later on, but an Airbnb has the ability to make two to three times the amount of the rent. So I can be making $1,000 a month off of a rental property that I'm using, but I'm renting it short-term rentals every day as opposed to renting it out long-term for a year. So now I'm getting money every single month, you know, $1,200, $1,000, per month, and they're still paying that property off to where later on, when it is paid off, it can be a rental property or it can still be an Airbnb, which makes more, or I can sell it at, at that time and I can cash out. Um, um, I have so much to say about all things real estate, guys, uh, but I don't want to go too much over my time. I wanted to stay at 15 minutes. We're already um, running up on 17 minutes. If this is something that you guys like to hear or you learn something out of this or whatever, get back with me and I can do a all things real estate part two or something like that to where we can go over other things like what's the big deal about wholesaling or, or what is that about or multifamily units, uh, foreclosure, tax liens. Just understand when should I try to do what? And once you get a better understanding of all things real estate, then you can look at your own personal situation and you can start giving yourself some type of direction or aim at one of these particular, you know, things that you can do inside this vast real estate um, entity and you can just pick one. So thank you for getting on here, listening to me again on today. Again, you know, this is another episode of Mondays with Mike. You know, I'm Mike. And again, you know, I'm just trying to help people in any kind of way that I can. So if this helped you out in any type of way, like, subscribe, whatever it is that you do, I'm new to this. So <laughs> I'll holler y'all. Peace.